Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Happy Friday. Welcome into the show. What's up? Almost weekend time. Bill Ryder with you. So is Tom DeCelestino, the executive producer who wore a Father's Day shirt. It looks sharp. We will talk about it. And we've got... A jam-packed program for you. Normally, we just give you one guest. We've got two today. A little bonus guest, Ty Dunn, will be on the show later this hour. And my buddy, my colleague from CBS Sports, CBSSports.com, CBS Sports HQ, Kyle Boone, our draft expert, will be here in an hour to talk. You got it, the NBA draft. Let's go. Bum of the week. End of the show. Some of you have already put in some nominations Ducky Hines has got somebody he wants to be bum of the week. You can join the party. Nominate Sports Bumdom at Sports Rider, Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Or, if your keyboard is broken, just pick up the phone and call Tommy over here at 855-212-4CBS. If you want to come on the air, that's fine. You just want to pass on a message of who should be bum of the week, you can do that too. 855-212-4CBS. We've also got buy or sell. Man, that, that NBA draft was hot garbage. That was one of the most boring things I've ever watched in my entire life. At one point, my wife, Lori, and this is not a shot at the person about to, about to describe in media. Just giving you a reaction, okay? I actually like this person, and I respect their hustle and their work ethic. But Lori doesn't exactly follow every turn of the screw of the sports media world. And I had it on, and I was trying really hard to be interested in it because, you know, Hashtag my job. And Lori turns to me because she's reading a book next to me and goes, who is screaming on the TV? I'm like, oh, that's Stephen A. Smith. Don't worry about it. It's all good. It's all happening. Man, that draft was terrible. But a lot of action. Tommy, did you like the draft? I shouldn't just. I thought it was like watching paint. Not just paint dry. thought the interviews were painful. I thought ESPN's over-the-top positivity. Features about how the, every single person was a Nobel laureate, future Nobel Pro, Peace Prize winner. I just, I was not feeling it. Uh, first off, good morning, Bill. Happy Friday to you. you uh, I tried real hard, real hard. Last night watching that draft felt like work. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Wasn't great. But a lot of a lot of the action around the draft is the stuff that happened before the draft, right? Bradley Beal gets traded. Kristaps Porzingis and Marcus Smart, part of a three-way trade. Porzingis going to Boston, which, by the way, we'll hear from Brad Stevens on his thinking later in the show. There were some moves, and yesterday, after this show got done, before the world's most boring draft actually happened, there was a blockbuster. And Chris Paul, as you probably know, is going to be a Golden State Warrior. Two-way trade. Chris Paul goes to the Bay, out here on the West Coast. Jordan Poole is liberated from the toxic reality that he was thrust into and Draymond Green punched him in the damn face. Goes to the Wizards, and the Wizards get a couple draft picks. Protected 2030 pick, when we're all, you know, 90 years old, that's right around the corner, and whatever the hell it is, 2027 or 28 second round draft pick. Why don't they just be like, in 3,523, if we're all still here, you will have a first round pick. It's a really interesting move. Here is the reality, though, for Chris Paul. This is it. This is almost certainly, he's 38, the last chance to define his legacy one way or another, to define his career one way or another, to win a championship which does those things or not, which also does those things. I'm not a Chris Paul guy in terms of Chris... Paul and I are not huge fans of one another, but it doesn't stop me from being able, I think, to evaluate properly Chris Paul the player. In fact, that's not even true. It's not even that I dislike Chris Paul. It's that I'm just honest about Chris Paul. And that makes Chris Paul dislike me, and that's a thing. Okay, here's the truth. And there's some ironies in this. I think, and I have said this before, from a pure traditional point guard perspective, and now you got point cards who are like eight feet nine, right? I mean, so it's you've got sort of a different. The, the world has changed, but pure original style, traditional point guard. With all respect to Jason Kidd and all respect to Steve Nash, I think Chris Paul is the best of them since Isaiah Thomas of the Pistons, at least in the regular season. But that's a pretty big asterisk. Chris Paul doesn't get. A ring, and that means a ring this upcoming season. He's got one year left at $31 million with with the Warriors. This window that Golden State wants to take care of and take advantage of. of. Chris Paul doesn't do that this upcoming year, or it doesn't go well enough, and then maybe they bring him back at a lesser deal when he's 39, 40, and he's more of a role player. Doesn't win in the next few years, but really probably the next year. Chris Paul's best case scenario is to be probably Carl Malone, which is mostly forgotten. Right, And when you talk about him, oh, that guy was awesome. Would have been a lot higher rated if he'd won a rank, couldn't get it done. But, you know, he's sort of an afterthought. Or maybe a less likable version of Charles Barkley, who I know is an amazing broadcaster, but every other day that I have to watch poor Chuck go on with Shaq, Shaq brings up the fact that Chuck never won a championship. And, and part, I can watch a part of Charles Barkley die, his soul die every single time Shaq does it. Because it's not just busting chops the way that, Diesel does to me all the time, and I occasionally do with the shirts. Not all fun and games. You don't win one of those things that matters. And here's the reality, right? Here's the thing about Chris Paul. Look, he's a he's a world class player, and I, I've already told you he is for me 
the best point guard since the guy, ironically, Isaiah Thomas, who was instrumental in shipping him out of Phoenix because now Isaiah Thomas, Hall of Famer, is an advisor, and I think it'll be more than that officially soon to Matt Ishbia, who's the new owner of the Suns, and Isaiah, and I have sources in that sort of in that circle, I'm telling you, was part of the decision-making to send Chris Paul to Washington, who then sent him yesterday to the Warriors. If Chris Paul can't get a ring... All the greatness, all the excellence, all the comparisons to Isaiah Thomas or whoever you want, they don't matter. Because here's some other truths about Chris Paul. You go to six teams, six teams over the course of your career, and I know it's not five teams in the last five years, but it sure feels like it, just bouncing around long time in New Orleans. Then the Clippers were, by the way, and I can tell you this with reporting, I've written about it, I've talked about it, this isn't speculation, this is reported fact. Chris Paul's lack of leadership, his inability to connect with DeAndre Jordan and then Blake Griffin when those guys were friends, the, 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 the lack of likability, the irascibility of Chris Paul is the reason when I bring up the Lob City Clippers, you go, oh, yeah. I remember when they were, like, really a big deal and good, but I guess that but it was never anything, and now it's lost to history. That is a perfect example of what Chris Paul will be if he doesn't win a ring. And then he goes to Oklahoma City, and he goes to Houston, and he goes to the Suns, and he goes probably somewhere else I'm forgetting. Was he a Bull? I'm just kidding. I know he wasn't a Chicago Bull. He bounces around, man, because he is not always likable. He is so coveted for his talent. But sometimes, not always, but sometimes he is not particularly beloved the places he goes. He is remarkably respected by players across the NBA and sometimes feared for his excellence. He's also often off-putting when guys get to play with him a lot. Here's the comparison I make about Chris Paul. And it'll be interesting how this fits in Golden State where chemistry is absolutely everything. When you're young, or maybe when you're older, you got Buddy, right? That's why you picture a Buddy. Good time, Charlie. Good time, Tommy. Let's call him Good Time Tommy. It's not you, Tom. Not at all. And the guy's fun, and you go drinking with him, and you see him at the bar, and it's a great time, and he's funny, and he's charming. You're like, this guy's awesome. I've had this happen, by the way. But if you become that guy's roommate, did that once, oops, or you go on a long, I went to Europe once when I was super poor. You go to Europe with a guy or a long vacation, and you're around them every day, and you get the real version, and when they're tired, and when things don't go well, and in real life, right, not good time Tommy, not at the bar at one in the morning, Sometimes it works, and sometimes you end up hating that person because it's different when you live with somebody than when you're just around them here and there socially. That is Chris Paul. Guys like Chris Paul often until they play with him and are around him and have to live with him as part of their organization. And one of the secret sauces, one of the, one of the things that have absolutely defined and been a catalyst for the excellence on the floor for the Golden State Warriors have been their locker room chemistry. It is a hardcore fact. It's part of the magic of Steph. It's not just how amazing Steph Curry is on the floor. He's amazing. We know this. But what he helped to create, you go as your leader goes, in that locker room and the chemistry and the, co- and the coming togetherness. And for people that doubt that that matters, you shouldn't. You should take my word for it. If you don't think it matters, you don't know what you're talking about. But that's okay. We all learn. Look at the Denver Nuggets, right? That's a big part of the narrative, and they talked about it in the storyline. They've been together forever. They like each other. They know each other. And Jordan Poole, and it's not even Jordan Poole's fault. Let's be fair. Draymond Green destroyed that last year when he punched Jordan Poole in the face. And I told you, I know you did not not believe me, but I told you again and again and said on CBS Sports HQ, the problem in the locker room, problem in the locker room, problem in the locker room, problem in the locker room. 
I don't want to pick on this guy because he's a really good dude, but there's a there's a colleague of mine who's based in, in the Bay who covers that team. We go on CBS Sports HQ together. I'd say that, and he'd go, I don't know. Like, I hear you, Bill, but I just don't think that's the issue. I think the spacing. And then the season ended, and everybody, Steve Kerr, the old man's like, yeah, man, locker room sucked. After Dre punched Jordan, everything fell apart. Chemistry matters there. And it's not a guarantee. Getting rid of Jordan Poole's huge in that respect. And it's frankly huge in the sense that it's a $140 million or $120 million contract that's gone now. I like Washington's ability to rebuild. He's a young player. He's going to score points. He gets a fresh start. Nobody cares about the Wizards, but good job. Cool. And I'm happy for Poole to get away. He's going to win, I don't know, three to seven games next year at this, at this rate. But happy for him. There's no guarantee that bringing in Chris Paul is not going to lead to some kind of issues. Are you telling me that Chris Paul is going to be able to stifle his alpha in the face of a big three that he's not a part of? Maybe. Are you telling me that when Chris Paul becomes that guy that you thought you really wanted to hang out with but is annoying the holy hell out of you or talking down to you or making you mad, that Draymond Green's going to be like, yeah, like I punched Jordan Poole in the face and I basically ran Kevin Durant off, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be chill now for, for CP3. Uh, maybe. Are, are you telling me that, that Chris Paul's going to accept a different approach personality-wise? Because there's a... It's all cliches, but there's a familial thing that goes on with Steph and those guys. And Clay is so chill. Chris Paul's not. Chris Paul sees himself as a coach. And I don't know that he understands, certainly his teammates do, the way that, that CP3 sometimes comes off when he's talking to people. Are you telling me that Chris Paul's going to have the awareness to read the room and not bring that vibe to that locker room? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. And this is before we get into the fact that Chris Paul seems to be injured all the time, before we get into the fact that he's 103 years old, before we get into the fact that's an older team. Like, I like it on paper for Golden State. I, I do. They've got a year left of Clay Thompson at whatever, $40 million. Clay is not. Clay was actually extraordinary for long stretches of the regular season, and he was often worse than ordinary in the playoffs. Which version are you going to get? We'll see. I am not doubting. I was texting with some. Or, communicating with a Warriors person yesterday, a Warriors-adjacent person who got mad at me. You don't watch games. Steph's, Steph's elite. I know Steph's elite. Almost had a 50-40-90 last year. Do you know why he wasn't in the MVP conversation? Because he wasn't healthy enough. So the ability to rotate a little bit, soccer term, sorry, the ability to just, just manage Steph's minutes with Chris Paul's is, is magnificent. If they can both be healthy. You've also got just from a practical X's and O's perspective, the reality that Chris Paul can score, we know he can score, he can go get buckets, he can get clutch buckets despite his lack of winning. His lack of winning in the postseason isn't he can't do it, it's his teammates can't stand him and they fall apart. But he's a facilitator. And a lot of times when you put a, a guy like Chris Paul next to a, whatever, a Kevin Durant or whoever, you, James Harden, guys that he's played with, it doesn't work because those guys need the ball in their hands and they want to bring... Steph Curry, point guard of that team, is, and I say this all the time, as great as he is, one of his unsung skills and, and, and sort of the willingness to do this is his ability to move off the ball as a star and moving, moving, moving. It is a nightmare if Chris Paul has the ball in his hands and you're an opposing team trying to keep up with Steph Curry. Steph's going to get so many open looks and opportunities and create space for other guys, including Clay Thompson, if it can be the regular season. Clay Thompson getting so many shots. Clay, Tom Clay Thompson is going to benefit. Steph Curry is going to benefit. Draymond Green, I'm assuming he'll be back. He's an unrestricted free agent. I think he'll be back. He's going to benefit. Andrew Wiggins is going to get easy. They're going to benefit on the floor. The question is, does it work? Does it click in the locker room? Here's the deal. It will be the finding, defining, final definition of who Chris Paul is as a player. 
because of that level of talent. And not just level of talent. This isn't the Barkley years, okay? Barkley jumped a little bit at the end, but this is an era where guys ring chase. And Chris Paul has been ring chasing. And or shipped out because places didn't want him there. Has he been grossly underestimated? Yes. Has he also revealed how many how many like teams that were still wanting to be competitive didn't want him there? Has he revealed how difficult he is? Yes. Who is he? Is it the guy that I told you about for years who has undercut his own excellence and greatness and ability to win because of his personality? What teammates, and certainly I would describe as phoniness? Or is he a guy that just came up short a few times and just needed the chance? This season will define it. I, I like the trade on paper. I like the Warriors being bold. I like Mike Dunleavy Jr. just took over basketball operations, basically the GM for Bob Meyer saying, let's go for it. I like the fact that Chris Paul has one year left on his deal, and if it doesn't work, you can get him out of there and you have a bunch of cap space and you got rid of the Jordan Poole contract. And if it does work or it almost works, you can offer Chris Paul the chance to come back for less money. I like the fact that there's a shrinking window for that Warriors team, and this is a chance to go for it in a Western Conference that does have a big three, nothing else there, but a big three in Phoenix that's formidable. A Nuggets team that obviously won a championship is still mostly together. Bruce Brown's probably going to leave. That has a Memphis team, I think, with Marcus Smart. When John Moran comes back, that's even better, and so on and so forth. But this comes down to the same question we've always had with Chris Paul. Can he be better than his talent on paper suggests? Can he be the guy... Because you can hide, if you're Chris Paul, your personality from the masses. You can go on and do stupid, not stupid, charming, I think they're dumb. But maybe they're charming insurance commercials and, and sell an image. Can, can you can you be one thing on camera, another behind the scenes, people like me? Yeah, yeah, you can. But if you do that with your teammates, and he does, you can't hide from the results that brings about. It's hard to change. People don't change. But Chris Paul's a winner, wants to be at least. He loves the game. This is true. He's massively talented. That is so. And he desperately wants a championship. The question isn't, can Chris Paul fit in on the floor at the Warriors? He can. The question is, the question for most of these guys, can he be healthy, and can he change off the floor? And the answer will be in the Warriors' success or failure next year. It is going to be a fascinating litmus test for that team. It's also hard for me because I normally root for the Warriors. It's going to be real hard because I don't like Chris Paul. 855-212-4CBS. It's the phone number. 855 I don't know what I'm saying because it's Friday. I'm in a good mood. 855-212-4CBS. Tom Shirt, Musk versus Zuckerberg. This is real, by the way. And a Shohei Otani incoming reality for me next here on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He's Bill Ryder, and he's always right. I went to Denver years ago when they first legalized pot and uh would you call it pot now or just marijuana you know i'm not gonna lie when you called it pot just now it brought a little smile to my face it felt wrong i haven't heard anyone call it that yeah i think it's called marijuana it's writer than you on cbs sports radio why are they making jokes about the drugs <laughs> are, is, is uh is marijuana still the drugs though or is it just like a budweiser now yeah i don't uh i don't think it's under that umbrella anymore I think it's just, I think it's just, it's just basically, it's basically like a, like, like a bud, right? I would agree with that, yes. Love that. I think that's where we're at. Like the shirt, by the way. Let's just get out of the way. Let me just give the people a little update. Tom wore a very tight white shirt the other day. It was very form-fitting. It was also incredibly white. We named him Tommy Travolta. We liked the style. It showed off the guns. It looked good, but we still busted his chops because that's what dudes do. His small part of him died because he was very sad for reasons that were about misinterpretation. He swore to never wear the shirts again, then revealed to make us feel guilty that those shirts were actually Father's Day gifts. I've been imploring him to go back to his style. He did it today with the blue version, and it looks very nice. Uh, unlike our listeners, maybe, I can read through your sarcasm. I know you very, very well. Um, you don't like my shirts. You don't like my fashion sense. It's okay, man. It's okay. It, it looks good, and it looks a lot better than the colored shirt you wear, typically, with, like, polo or the fish or, like, the little doggy on it. And the bought, like, you know, 11 years ago when you get out of college. I have those, too. I have those, too. I have the same thing. <laughs> I don't change. Whatever clothes I wear, it's because I'm gifted. I don't go out and buy my own clothes. It doesn't happen. Did Mrs. Cell send you that note? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or send you the gift. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Father's Day. My little dude and my and look, wife. Got, by the way, funny story. I know your wife's name. You sent me a note last night with her name in it, and I stared at it. I was so confused. I'm like, oh, he means Mrs. Cell. Because now that I call her that, that's just where, you know. Uh, she has great taste. I think it looks really, really good. I um, let me. So here's what I'm thinking about doing. I've never, I have never seen Shohei Otani play in person. And the NBA is kind of chilling a little bit. I got I've got free agency coming up, but that takes up a lot of my nights. But it's a little calmer in the summer. My son Henry's birthday is next week, so on a lark, I thought I was talking to him. I thought, let's um, do you want to go see the Angels play? If I can if I can snag a, a day where where Shohei Otani is pitching, looks like he's probably pitching next Wednesday. So I threw on some Otani highlights for Henry, and he was mesmerized by the idea of this guy hitting home runs and striking people out. He was trying to get his mind around it. And now he wants an Otani jersey and wants to be an Angels fan for the moment. Think I'm going to go, uh, I think I'm going to take the little guy to see Shohei Otani. Is that okay that I'm prioritizing 
I mean, he's been to Dodgers games, but been a few years, an Angels game before a Dodgers game, given the Otani context. Yes, I think Otani breaks the mold there, so I think everyone yeah. is okay with that. And look, I mean, you got Otani on the mound. They're playing the White Sox. A very winnable game, so he could see Otani with a couple of highlight plays. I um I hit up our guy, Tom Benedetto, very similar name to yours, who's the executive producer of the Jim Rome Show because he lives in the area. To invite him. I don't know if he can go. It's smack off week next week. But he let me know that they were at a game recently and it was just sold out. Just or almost sold, which is crazy. Which tells you all you need to know, right? I mean, an Angels game sold out. Like yeah. that's the Otani effect. I think he said packed. I think I might have gone sold out. Mm, okay. okay. But still packed. Okay. I'm surprised. That's also you know? I'm surprised he has uh, you know, time. There's a lot of expectations on those Miami Dolphins that uh D. Benedetto slash Mike McDaniel has time to do that. That's they do look exactly the same, don't they? And honestly, I I, I can't unsee it now. Like no, it's just I had lunch with Tom. Uh, I don't know, like literally eight months ago, and he showed up in Manhattan Beach. We went to a place called Simbi's to get lunch, little burger joint. And as he walked up to give me a hug, um, that's a human exchange of of, of contact and emotion. To Tom, you it's been a long time since I've, I've since I've been involved in a hug. He looked like the Dolphins head coach. Pretty sure people were doing double takes. It's a real thing. Um, I don't know how to do this story. So let me start here. I covered and wrote about and went to Conor McGregor, who is a clearly not a, a great guy, versus Floyd Mayweather Jr., who's also not a great guy. But whatever. I went to their boxing match. When was that? Four years ago, you think? No, I think it was 2017. I think oh it's almost six. That is crazy. Six years ago. And it was amazing. But it was also, I'm not a WWE guy, so maybe that's the sensation where it's amazing even though you know it's dumb because it's not real, but you still love it. That's what it felt like. There is now, it's not a report, it is confirmed. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, I think they're going to, my chicken, I think Musk will chicken out. But there's a report. There's a claim, there's there's confirmation that these guys want to fight each other in a cage match. Now my former old buddy Dana White runs UFC, said come out to Vegas, we'll host it. The thing is, unlike McGregor Mayweather, who have been through physical violence as part of their careers, whatever the 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 genre of their fighting was, you know, MMA for, for McGregor and obviously boxing for, for Mayweather, whatever They'd done that. That was part of their deal. So however farcical it felt that they were fighting each other, some of it was because, like, all right, this is just for the money. Zuckerberg and Musk don't need the money. They're among the richest people on earth. They've never really, a little asterisk here for, for, for Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg founded Facebook, and now they have Instagram, and obviously Elon Musk owns Tesla and Twitter now. Zuckerberg, a little asterisk, but these are not guys who engage in physical violence as a normal thing. Like, pain. Ha, look, I'm no tough guy, but having 20 years ago trained at a real gym in Arkansas, a boxing gym, just to get in shape, I can tell you, getting punched in the face is a. You, what did Mike Tyson say? Everybody's got a plan to get punched in the face. I don't know, man. Mark Zuckerberg started doing jujitsu. There's the asterisk. He won his first thing, too, his first little match. Yeah, this really doesn't feel like a fair fight. Like, Elon Musk is 12 years older than Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg has dabbled in jujitsu. Like, come on, this is not a fair fight. Here's the thing, though. I'm not, I mean, I go to a lot of sporting events, so so I'm spoiled, right? If you're a chef or you work at a, at a really nice restaurant, you may not be jumping up and down to go to the new restaurant, some new fancy-schmancy restaurant when it opens, because you're like, ah, I do that every night for work. 
even if you love food. I love sports. My point is I tend not to be like, ah, I'm going to go to Vegas for this event, even if it's really cool. I got invited a few years ago by the Maloofs to go to a NBA final finals uh, game, match, hockey match. I just was like, ah, I should have gone for the Golden Knights. I will go to this. I will get on a plane with my own money, I think, or drive and spend. I'm, I'm here for it. I want to see this. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm here for this. Dana White said he was confident that this fight would make more money than McGregor Mayweather made six years ago. I mean, I think it's 100% right. And part of it, too, is like Elon Musk has done an amazing job of creating a cult of personality around himself and has, kind of like Taylor Swift does or Stu with Ladies in New York, a cult following that is intense and loyal and rabid and loving. So there are a lot of people out there who are just Musk fans who are going to watch him, right? We're going to pay. And there are a lot of people, especially now that he owns Twitter and his stewardship of Twitter, who hate Elon Musk and will watch it with the hope that Mark Zuckerberg bashes his face a little bit. And there are people that hate Mark Zuckerberg. it's It's fascinating, right? It is, because I'm almost rooting for a lose-lose situation, but I want to see the other, like, each each fighter do well, but I want them both to lose. Like, there's no bad or good outcome in this. It's bizarre. What's a lose-lose situation look like? Like, they both get just, like, like manhandled by each other? Yes, but that's good in a way, too, because they both got manhandled by each other. But, like, I don't want a winner, but I, it's a bizarre it's a bizarre scenario. I want to see it, but I don't know who I'm rooting for. Well, I'm I'm betting on Zuckerberg, and there's already there's already there's already a line out. Zuckerberg would be minus five hundred to win this thing, which is basically eighty eighty some percent. Did you, you did the math on this, right? What is it? Eighty three point three percent probability to win the fight. Three to one plus three hundred for for Musk. And Elon has had a sense of humor about it. He said he has a move called the Walrus. But he's the one that started this on social media. Like he went out of his way to challenge yeah. Zuckerberg, not the other way around. Yeah, Zuckerberg is just like, okay, man, let's – can I tell you a story? Nobody likes my tennis stories. Can I tell you one? I love your tennis stories. I don't look like an athlete. I understand that. It's deceptive. When I used to play hoops, I would go out there, This is, and it was it was like a white man can't jump if 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 actually not being able to jump was part of the story. But I, I can hoop a little bit. I'm a better athlete than I look. There's a guy in L.A. who I play tennis around all the time who's rich and is a fame, whatever, big star. And he's not great at tennis, but he's got a big ego. Nice guy, nice guy. And some fr- mutual friends were saying, like, hey, Ryder's pretty good at tennis. Because he'd see me around. I wear, like, bandanas. I look like a complete doofus, right? I'm not in very good shape. Because I sweat a lot. I'm not wearing for style. I'm not trying to look like McEnroe, but I look... I so get maybe it. I, le- I get it. I get if it. I'm going to have to wear it, maybe I, wear- maybe I lean to the neons. Maybe I look silly <laughs> on purpose. And the guy drunk one time came up to me and was like, "Do you think you're good at tennis?" And I go, "I am good at tennis. What's going? Nice to meet you." And long story short, when I found out who he was, because like we have a league and I know where everybody is, and he is fifty spots below me, he challenged me to a thousand dollar match in singles for a thousand bucks. He's rich, I'm not, and I was like, "Done immediately. Yes, absolutely." But I might have talked a little like, "Like who are you?" He gave me his name. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm better than you. You you suck. Like I like because he was being he was talking smack drunk and I finally was like okay who are you? We didn't do it because he saw me play and then he came up and apologized. He like saw me play. He's like oh I'm sorry. But my point is, 
that sometimes you can have a lot of money and be successful and be surrounded by people that tell you what you want to hear and have a bunch of fawning fans who pretend to be your friends, right? And misinterpret some dorky-looking geek who actually is good at something they shouldn't be and get your ass kicked. And that's what almost happened to this guy. And that's what I think is going to happen to Elon. I get it. You look at Zuckerberg and you see in him as a fighter what you might see in me in any respect, which is like, I'm not worried about that. Look at that guy. The look on his face says I'm a deer in the headlights. But I think Zuckerberg is actually a wolf in sheep's clothing, man. And if he's training for jujitsu, he will destroy Elon Musk. Unlike, he will whip him apart. Unlike your tennis match, do you think this cage fight happens? The thing is, I don't. I'm actually just playing tennis to play tennis and to be social. And the guy felt bad because he had been drinking, and it was like, I th- this is a common refrain. I mean, I'm really sorry, man. I saw you, and I just assumed you sucked, but you're great. All right, dude. I know you're trying to compliment me right now. You're not. So so I, I guess my point is my interest is to just be social and play play the sport and then have, have some margaritas after the boys, right? Like, I like to compete, and I just can't play hoops anymore. Like, I'm just every time I – so, like, uh, it's tennis now, right? Maybe for some of you it's pickleball or it's the bowling league or it's the softball league. We all, I think, as we get older, just want to compete and play sports if we can. All right. <laughs> I don't think that's Zuckerberg's interest. Zuckerberg's not doing jiu-jitsu to make friends, right? He's doing it to probably be the tough guy he never got to be coming up and because he's bored and he's worth $400 billion and you know, man, you know, having conquered the world, maybe he should just theoretically be able to kill someone with his hands. So I just think, and I think Elon Musk is probably an off-putting individual who's not going to come up to, to Mark and be like, dude, I'm sorry, I didn't think you were very good, but I saw your jiu-jitsu match and you're a badass. Let's just be friends. I don't think it's going to go that way either. So no, I think it's going to happen. And I think I think uh, can I call him Zucky? They're the Zucks. <laughs> yeah, we got to work on that. I don't I don't know if that's good enough. What do you think his friends call him? Marky Mark. Zucker. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. I think he's gonna kick Elon's. You know what? His ass. I think he. I think he is. I think this fight happens because I think this is two businessmen realizing that there's a lot of opportunity here to make a lot. They of don't money. need the money. But that would be like if you could fight that, someone for a quarter. It doesn't mean Dude, they don't want it. If you get offered a cage match to fight somebody for a quarter, you're not going to do it or for $7. I think there's way much more money on the line. Way much more? I, Dude, yeah, not to them. But if it's These not, guys are if billionaires. It's not, but if there's no incentive for money, then it's not happening. What's the point then? I think the point is physical violence against each other. Is competition. Is They've measured themselves as men in every way you can other than in an octagon, so they're going to do that. Attention? I don't know, man. I can't. I really hope it happens. I'm going to ask Ty Dunn who'd win that fight. And I'm also going to ask Ty Dunn about a brand new story he's got out at uh, Go. What is it? Oh, my gosh. I just blanked on it. Go football? GoLongTD.com. I should have known that. I subscribe. I follow on Twitter. But it just comes to me. I don't have to memorize. It's like, it's like we don't memorize phone numbers anymore, right? I mean, yours is 1-800-STYLE, but most of the numbers... <laughs> I was trying to think of yours off the top of my head. I have no idea what yours is. Do you know what the area code is? Nope. 305. Uh, Ty Dunn, our guy, joins me next year after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Greg Caserta. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. He's Bill Ryder, and he's always right. You know, words are so interesting. They have such power in their spells. Abracadabra. Just kidding. He just said that. There's a reason it's called spelling. Because the way that the letters are put together have such power. It's writer than you on CBS Sports Radio. That was Aaron Rodgers. I mean, me talking. I, I was not... Woo, that was a doozy. Let's go to our friend Ty Dunn, founder of Go Long. You can subscribe at GoLongTD.com. He's the author of The Blood and Guts, How Tight End Save Football. He's on Twitter at Ty Dunn, and he is on CBS Sports Radio right now. Happy summer. Happy Friday. What up, Ty? What's up? Doing good? Doing good. That's, uh, maybe that should be worked into like how you enter every segment, right? I think you should definitely cut that up, slice it. You know, pretty it up, and, and we'll, we'll just hear you talking about spells every time, every time you're about to uh, fire off a take. Yeah, what I really need is Aaron Rodgers taking his, uh, the, you know, the fact he's smarter than all of us combined and turning into a Harry Potter analogy. It's really, it's super helpful for just the universe, Ty Dunn. Um, Ty, I was watching the NBA draft last night, and, and obviously Brandon Miller, young man drafts number two, was involved in a very problematic incident that, that resulted in the death of, of a young person. And just over the course of, of the years we've covered sports, there are going to be players who get arrested, who have difficult things, who have sort of weird headlines that emerge. And one of those guys, right, one of those guys was, was Zay Jones a few years ago. Bizarre incident, if I remember this, involving his brother and, and an arrest. And then you kind of, I mean, the guy's still in the NFL, but you kind of lose sight of it and you... You know, and you're like, oh, that guy's a problem. You, as you tend to do, went deep on deep on the Jags wide receiver. You, you're, you, you wrote about more than just the football and Zay Jones, and you got into some nuance and some reality. Well, can you tell me why you did this story? And for folks who haven't read it yet, and again, you should, you should absolutely do that at Go Long. Um, what it is about Zay Jones maybe people didn't understand if that headline, if that story, if that arrest is the primary thing they remember about him? Right. I mean, because I think that's the case for most people with, with a lot of professional athletes. But Zay Jones is right at the top of that list of, okay, this bizarre, horrifying, humiliating, chilling thing happened. It ended up on TMZ. We didn't even see more than a fraction of what actually went down that night. For those who may remember, he was 30 floors up in a Los Angeles condo. Uh, arguing naked with his brother, saying he wants to fight for Jesus. And then you hear a screech from Zay's brother's girlfriend, and then it cuts out. And then you flash forward, there's another clip of blood all over the walls, a window busted up, a picture of it just spiderwebbed with a big hole in the middle. And as it turns out, he was trying to blast himself through that window, and his brother was hanging on for dear life until more help could get on the scene. 
Um, and if you look at that hole, I mean, he was pretty close. And then, you know, I think a lot of times stuff like this happens with NFL players, with professional athletes. You don't hear from them again. They, they, they just are kind of deemed uh, character concerns or traded, cut. They're out of the NFL, out of the NBA, long gone, poof, you know. And maybe they turn up 20, 30 years down the line on a 30 for 30. But here's Zay Jones, five years later, <laughs> making plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars, six wins in a row, the third greatest playoff comeback ever. And he is central to it all time and time again they go to him uh with everything on the line with the season on the line the two-point conversion against baltimore three touchdowns against dallas a double move that's just textbook um he he was as reliable in clutch situations as you'll find in any receiver on any contender through that stretch so i I just wanted to go down there to jacksonville sit down with zay jones and see if he was kind of ready to get into this all and, and try to connect these dots how do you get from this place where we see guys just disappear to today, one of the go-to weapons on a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, and he thankfully was willing to go everywhere. He did not hold back. It is a great story. We can't do it justice on radio. You should absolutely read it again. Ty Dunn, the author, golongtd.com is where you can subscribe. On the football end, uh, Ty, because I'm obviously you also spend time just thinking about Jacksonville and that team and that roster and what they maybe can do and that really sterling end to, to last season. The AFC is crowded, right? It's really it's loaded. It's going to be fun. It's going to be competitive. Where do you think the Jags can fit into that picture next season? I, I think they're right there. I think it's Kansas City, it's Buffalo, and I mean, why why not Jacksonville? Why why wouldn't they be in that conversation? I mean, Baltimore obviously. Maybe Miami sneaks up on some people, but I mean. Trevor Lawrence has been the uh, the prince who's promised since the sonograms, it seems. And now he has a competent Super Bowl-winning coach. Now he is into year two with that coach. So, you know, it took a while to kind of work that urban stench off, I think. Uh, they, they, they were two and six and four and eight for a reason. It was bad with Urban Meyer. And I'll have a story coming out on all of that and, and how things got better um, in a few weeks. But uh, it, once he was able to kind of work out those bad habits, he, he found himself again. Press Taylor is going to be a head coach one day, just a, a brilliant coach. I think that they offensively have as many weapons as anybody in the conference. I mean, what foresight from Trent Baalke to trade for Calvin Ridley when the free agency class is going to be very weak? I mean, look at some of the contracts to Alan Lazard, Jacoby Myers, Juju Smith-Schuster. They, they got the best real, available receiver via trade. And they already had Christian Kirk, who justified his contract that was ridiculed around the country. Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, um, the offensive line improved. I think the question is defense. And they were bad for so long that they've got a lot of top five picks on that side of the ball. You need Trayvon Walker to be a stud. Uh, But I think the secondary is fairly loaded. You've got the corners necessary to hold up in some of these shootouts. Maybe they need to sign a veteran pass rusher. Right, The the, the time of year for that is kind of now – through the early part of camp, I don't think they're done. But if they can kind of find that final piece, uh, yeah, I think they're in that conversation with anybody in the conference, and that's saying a lot given that the AFC is so loaded. All right, Ty Don, let me, let me give you a last quick one here before we run out of time because the Bills just announced, according to Adam Schefter, that they have um, extended the contracts of both uh, their head coach and their general manager. This comes after, you know, some of the Stefan Diggs drama. Where do you put Buffalo in that pecking order these days? Man, if they just can't get out of their own way lately, it seems. Uh, if they're not talking about Josh Allen needing to slide and get out of bounds when 
you're at your best when he's a freak show of a quarterback. Like, let Josh Allen be Josh Allen. That that was kind of strange, and, and now this wasn't media created. I mean, the head coach sat there and said he was very concerned. And then the next day he said, oh, a lot of noise out there. Well, something's wrong behind the scenes. But I do think it's a case of, you know, these top-tier elite wide receivers through the history of time all come with some baggage. Stephon Diggs is no different, but he is one of the more intense, highly competitive athletes in all of sports. You just roll with it. Like, whatever comes with all of that, you better just find a way to make it work because what's the alternative? Not making the playoffs 17 years in a row, um, going through all the quarterbacks you went through. He stepped in, Stephon Diggs stepped in, and just changed everything internally. I mean, I, I get it. It's not all perfect. Him storming out of the locker room and needing to be coaxed back in from a practice squad running back in Duke Johnson, not ideal. But give me Stephon Diggs over any alternative at this point. So they, they just got to find a way to make it work, and that's on the head coach. He is the massively talented Ty Dunn. A lot of ways to consume his content here occasionally. We're lucky. At Ty Dunn, always on Twitter. Twitter, not Twiddle. It's called Twitter. Uh, it's a little, little, little breaking news for you. It's called Twitter. Uh, at any place you buy or order your books, you can get the blood and guts, how tight ends save football, and go long. He is the founder. The work there is excellent. We talk about it a lot. GoLongTD.com. Mr. Dunn, uh, congrats on the story. Dude. I love the nuanced, introspective uh, work that you do when you're writing some of that long-form stuff. That piece on Zay Jones is, is outstanding. It is great to hear your voice in the summertime. Don't do, don't fall into the psychedelics trap that uh, Aaron Rodgers is putting out there. And thank you, as always, for being on the program, my friend. All right. If you need a counter to Aaron Rodgers advocating for psychedelics, maybe read the Zay Jones story. Maybe you'll come away with a different opinion uh, exactly. on those drugs. So, yeah, thank exactly. you. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Uh, Ty, Ty Jones. Uh, Ty Dunn, I can't even speak. Uh, Ty, Ty Dunn on uh, uh, on the program. Go long, TD.com. That's a good rejoin you made. Those are actual words Aaron Rodgers said. <laughs> yeah, we did not make those up. Right. It sounds like, like some kind of parody we did, like a bad wannabe Saturday Night Live skit. Verbatim. It is a great point, though. Spelling, the spell of, the it's cast a spell. I mean, it is pretty interesting. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. <laughs> Those muggles. It's a Harry Potter reference. Uh, let's go from one great guest to another. Kyle Boone covers the NBA draft for CBS Sports, and he's up next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.